going on, everybody? This is Darsh from 12 Bar News. It is September 24th, and I'm joined here with my co-conspirators, Bullwinkle. Yep. Uh, the uh, normal host, Fox. Hey, everybody. And uh, my most serious partner in crime, Badger. Meow. Uh, he's a cat today. Yeah, he identifies as a cat today. And uh, we're just going to jump straight into everybody's favorite segment. What's happening? And uh, my, bo- my boy, Bullwinkle, uh, I know that he has a piece of music news he wants to share with us. Why don't you tell us what's going on? What's happening? I do. So it's a good segue off our main event from last week. Uh, Johnny Greenwood of Radio Head fame has launched Octatonic Records, which is an imprint of the broader music label Council Records. Uh, the focus of this label is really on classical music. It'll feature musicians from around the world, as well as some of Johnny's own compositions. He actually has two releases titled Volumes 1 and 2 that will be available digitally today and on vinyl a week from today. Uh, these recordings will feature pieces by Michael Gordon, Daniel Pioro, uh, Catherine Tinker, as well as Greenwood himself. So pretty excited to check it out. Should be pretty interesting. It might not be everyone's cup of tea, but I would give it a listen at least once. Yeah, that's awesome. I He's done several film scores in the past, all of which I've liked. But uh, this, as far as I know, doesn't accompany a film. So it, you know, hopefully he has a little bit more artistic freedom to you know have some more dramatic uh, musical pieces going on there. That's very cool. I mean, yeah, he's um, he's super talented. I mean, he's the only classically trained musician in Radiohead. That is so. Correct. I mean, he uh, it's probably going to be pretty interesting. Uh, what else is going on, Bullwinkle? Uh, so Johnny Cash and Bob Dylan. So there is a previously unheard session between Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash. That's part of or Bob Dylan's fifteenth edition bootleg series. Um, it was recorded by both of them over two days in 69 and includes versions of Wanted Man, Girl Giggity. from North Country. That's not funny. The cover of Mystery Train by Elvis and You Are My Sunshine. Uh, Carl Perkins also makes an appearance on the recordings. Uh, he plays guitar on six of the tracks. Uh, beyond the Dylan and Cash awesomeness, there are also takes from Bob Dylan's John Wesley Harding album and Nashville Skyline. So Whoa. it's... Coming out November 1st. So mark your calendars. Bob Dylan's traveling through bootleg volume 15. That he, is awesome. He also just announced a 10-day uh, residency in uh, New York City that he's going to be doing, as well as his, quote, never-ending tour, where he's going to be doing some, I don't know, 250 shows uh, this year, next year, whatever it is. I don't know. But oh my God. I saw Bob Dylan. It's worth it. He's old. He's, Do it. Yeah. You don't it have a lot of time. time. Hey, yep, might... knock on wood, you <laughs> bastard. Okay, everybody knocking on wood for that one. Uh, yep. It's really interesting how such big musicians as Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash can just have some secret recordings you know, <laughs> hidden away. Like, How does that happen? I, I don't know. But it seems to happen a lot in the music industry. It's, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Fox, what do you have for the good of the order? Any uh, what's happenings? I do have uh, a what's happening or two. Um, the 
post-hardcore, I'll call them, band Thrice. Just released an album. It was about 10 days ago it came out. Well, the official uh, official release uh, came out. There was a, an EP that came out on Record Store Day, but uh, the official album Palms just came out, and uh, Thrice is going on tour later in eh, a couple months, actually a couple days, uh, basically, uh, to support a 15-year anniversary of their album Bisu, which, I mean, that's like a, a, a seminal piece of work by them. And it would definitely marked like a transition from their normal post hardcore phase uh, with like the artist in the ambulance and the illusion of safety. Um, so it, it's uh, it, it definitely marks a turning point for for thrice in their their musical styling. So a 15 year anniversary uh, like uh, tour is going to be pretty, pretty awesome. And uh, I know that they're coming to Philadelphia in February. They're going to be touring in in Europe uh, until the end of the year, and then they come back and you know start a tour in the U.S., kicking off in California uh, on December third. Yes, uh, but they'll be in Philadelphia on February eleventh, where they'll be playing with Me Without You, which a combo of Thrice and Me Without You is going to be a pretty intense show. I've seen Me Without You a few times. Uh, I saw Thrice once at Warp Tour a long time ago. <laughs> uh i'm i'm dating myself here but uh but yeah um so i mean any any combo like me without you and thrice combined is just going to be nasty so if you're in the philly area on the 11th uh you should go to that show it's at the franklin music hall tickets are probably going to sell out pretty quickly so you might want to get on it and uh, if you go on thrice's uh website thrice.net you can see the whole the whole tour uh lineup so it definitely uh Definitely worth checking out, guys. I believe Badger, Bullwinkle, and myself uh, actually saw them on the VC tour uh, during when they were on the Taste of Chaos. Oh, and uh, I really, I really like them. I, um, and yeah, you're right. That album is probably my favorite of theirs. It, it's like you know, they the artist in the ambulance was great. It was like this punk slash. Uh, post-hardcore slash emo thing but then uh visu was very much more of an art rock kind of thing it was really cool i liked it yeah it's like their departure from their original sound and you know uh it showed like a real maturity that like they had they had definitely stepped it up and they just continued the trend too with like the alchemy index which is one of the coolest albums uh of all time double album um so yeah, definitely check out Thrice and Me Without You in Philly, February 11th at the Franklin Music Hall. Um, and I also wanted to just quickly say, I don't know much information about it yet, but um, another one of my favorite bands from high school, Bayside, is releasing another acoustic album. Um, I think it's called like Acoustic Tracks Number 2 or something like that. Uh, but that's definitely going to be worth uh, listening to. They're, they're usually... Uh, a pretty good listen so uh that's wait my wait other... wait 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 acoustics 2 came out earlier this year it kicked ass but i, I haven't uh, listened to that no check it out that one was really cool um I, one of my favorite I... albums uh maybe it came out last year i think it came out this year it has howard uh that song about howard hughes oh has, that came out uh, last year yeah yeah um, I'm, but, I just named the wrong thing. Okay. Acoustic Volume Two did, that came out in 2018. Okay. I'm just being an idiot. But they did. They just released uh, last month. They released a new single. 
Yeah. So that they will be releasing a new album. I'm sorry. I, had I don't know what it's called either. Squirrely. So I don't no know worries. a name or anything. It's, isn't it oh, called Interobang? It's called Interobang right Somebody there. Somebody did their homework. Just found it. I, I never do my homework. That's why I, I almost didn't make it through high school. I was going to say, you know, I thought they just came out with an acoustic album. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah. All right. So Interobang coming out. Uh, Probably later this year. In, sometime in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely worth a listen because I mean, uh, Bayside's another one of those bands like um, they're really good live. Yeah, the, but they they're part of that like senses fail, um, taken back Sunday like era. So uh, they're I, much I know, edgier though, you know. Like yeah, they they're, they're the, definitely uh, edgier. They have they that get... cult around them. Yeah, and yeah. I mean they they've toured with the likes of like Alkaline Trio and Senses Fail and Taking Back Sunday and. And but they have like a uh, tra- tragic history too, so yeah, they, uh, they really bring that do. dark uh, darkness into some of their albums. That uh, I mean, senses fail. Everybody was emo, but like they're <laughs> they're more like not just emo because their like hair was parted the wrong way and they took their school picture. This one was more like uh, you know our bassist died in a van. So it was their drummer. Uh, well, bassist drummer. What's the difference? I mean, in our band, there is. Yeah. And last, but definitely not least, Badger. I believe you have some what's happening, some musical goings on that you want to lay on us. Yes. The tides are turning and the wind is blowing and a black rain is falling. Thanks, Matt. So, Blink-182 released Nine, which is technically their eighth studio album. Uh, I don't There's There's some arguments that can be made about it. Uh, There could be, but that's... Mark is counting Buddha as an album. Yeah. I mean, I probably would, too. Yeah. So, that's why it's the ninth. They've only officially released eight, but Buddha. Buddha. Continue. Buddha. Buddha. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it's a collaboration of Mark Hoppus, Matt Skiba, and Travis Barker, also known as Blink-182 nowadays. Uh, Tom DeLong. We'll get to it a little bit later. This album is... Uh, I've listened to it one time, but I was asleep part of it. So uh, not anything against it. I just have narcolepsy. So... Uh, this album was produced by John Feldman of Goldfinger fame, and he also produced a lot of other great albums of our uh, growing up period, from The Used uh, up to you know Goldfinger and No Effects and a bunch of other albums. He, uh, Blink-182, said this album was yeah. going to be much more aggressive. I don't know about that so much, uh, but it... It is new, and so that's uh, (laughs) that's there. So a little bit aggressive on generational divide, but we'll get into this whole album a different time uh, because right now something way more exciting is happening in the world of Blink. 182 itch out there and that is tom delong 
has won the war against the aliens. He has exposed them for what they are. Uh, I think I saw him at Area 51. He was. He did that run. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he did the Naruto run. <laughs> he did. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised by it. And he was actually also that grandma that crossed the line too. And, uh, oh wow. He was all of them. Yeah. I was there. Uh but I can't get into why because it's for my other job and we'll get to that later. Uh actually I'm being told I I shouldn't talk about that job actually at all. Uh we'll talk about something else. So Tom DeLong, uh got the U.S. Navy basically to officially acknowledge that UFOs are real, specifically the ones in his three videos that he released as part of his History Channel show, uh, which is called Unidentified. And they did say it was a violation of airspace, uh, of U.S. airspace, and they don't know what they are. And in celebration of this, Tom DeLonge announced a season two is coming of his show to History Channel. And they are working on that now and have a lot more stuff to show you. So check out to the stars Academy. And uh, if you see Giorgio, tell him nice hair (laughs) in Saturn news, Robert Hunter of grateful dead poetry and other fame has passed away at 78 years old. His cause of death is not as of now released, but he wrote some awesome songs that I'm sure you people know. Box of Rain, Ripple, Touch of Grey, and Dark Star. Some of like the the best uh yeah, Grateful famous. Dead. Yep. I love Box of Rain. That's such, That's a, such good, a good song. About a shower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing but a box of rain. Exactly. <laughs> uh weed so, smoking hippies. Weed smoking hippies. <laughs> and I uh I don't know much about this. I actually just heard of it on NPR on my way home. So I just want to say rest in peace and let's go out with a little bit of Now, before the main event, which I know everyone is really excited about, I believe Fox had a new album review for us. Fox, what you got? All right. So uh, there was an album that was released about four days ago by four. Well, I don't I want to don't want to say former front woman, but the front woman from the Alabama Shakes, Brittany Howard. And the album is called Jamie. Um, Now, I. I was a fan of the Alabama shakes. Um, I enjoyed their music, uh, you know, standard Americana fair blues, indie rock, um, with an absolute killer lead singer, Brittany herself. And, uh, so I was, I was looking forward to this album. I went in with an open mind and I'm really glad I did. Uh, because as of right now, this is my favorite album of 2019 for sure. She takes her, you know, beautiful, raspy, bold voice and really allows it to to like open up on this album. And she really admits a lot of stuff and talks about her sexuality and growing up with songs like Georgia. I just want 
As you can see, that that song just continues in that vein, a really beautiful um, jazzy hip hop fusion that that kind of permeates a lot of the album. Uh, it's it's a real mix of funk, jazz, and hip hop throughout this album, and in that you know that's really uh, like it comes across in in every single song. Uh, another highlight song for me is "Stay High." On that song, you definitely hear influence of Prince and, and 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 musicians of that ilk. And then she'll take you to really nice acoustic numbers. Um, the song "Short and Sweet" is like that. And right out of "Short and Sweet," which is a pure acoustic album, you get the song "13th Century Metal." To be wary of who I give my energy to, because it is needed for a greater cause, greater than my own pride, and that cause is to spread the enlightenment of love, compassion, and humanity to those who are not touched by its light. I stand to protect and focus myself in the betterment of my fellow beings. We are brothers and sisters, each and every one. I promise to love my enemy and never become that which is not God. And as you can see, uh, following a, a nice acoustic number, like a lot of this album is, you get this brutal, uh, almost fight song where Britney talks about the troubles and, and, and that she's gone through, as well as how she going she's going to remain strong. And that's the thing that permeates the whole album. Uh, another uh, another song that I suggest you listen to is Goathead. I don't want to play it here. Um, it's a very uh, it's probably the most singular song uh, next to 13th Century Metal on the album, and it's pretty brutal uh, lyrically, but definitely worth a listen. Uh, another standout song on the album for me is the song Presence. Come what may. see from just the four songs that I, that I played for you tonight the music is varied it's stunning and bold 
and I really am looking forward to seeing what Brittany does from, you know, in the future, if this is her first solo, um, offering, you know, to the, to the masses, and this is what she brings us, what she's going to put forth in the future is there's no way to know. And I think it's really exciting and I can't wait. All right. Uh, Just one thing to add. She is playing in uh, Philadelphia uh, at the Fillmore three days from now. A couple days. uh, I tried to get tickets and I could not find them. The Uh, production quality was also very good from what you just played us. And uh, I I should note that she produced it itself. Yeah, it's self-produced. She has very few. uh, She had uh, an engineer to help her and uh, only four people played on this album that's awesome. uh, that's herself awesome. a bassist a keyboardist and a drummer and that's it she did Very all the backing cool. all the backing vocals you know she has people for her live band but yeah she's uh supremely talented and like i said in the beginning i really like the alabama shakes but this is just a full full stop departure from that like just northern like or northern that southern rock thing that you know blues rock that they you know are known for and it's still there. It's still relevant because she was like the main creative force behind them. But this is just purely her. She wrote all the lyrics herself. It's amazing. Um, definitely give it a listen. I, I I can't wait to see what she does in the future. And now we'll move on to the main event. And we're doing Quizzo today. And for longtime listeners, you might remember we did Quizzo uh, last season. Bullwinkle, refresh my memory. What was the topic last season? It was 60s music. Okay. Mm, and Fox, what is the topic uh, tonight? We're going to do 70s music. Oh, fancy that. <laughs> We're very original here. Yeah. Um, now, uh, to refresh, uh, I'm going to be your host for Quizzo tonight, just uh, for our listeners. Take so it you'll away. Be, you'll be hearing my voice a little bit more now. Um, so to refresh everyone's memory, it is a, uh, six question rounds, three rounds, uh, in round one questions are worth 10 points. Round two questions are worth 20 points. Round three questions are worth 30 points. Shocker. And, uh, then we will be doing a single final jeopardy question where everybody will be direct messaging me through discord. The answer to, um, to the to, to the question uh along with how many points they'd like to what is it what's the word i'm looking for wager bet. wager yeah, wager that's it i was like oh total brain fart um donate to badger so, do, do not donate to to badger no donate he points to badger <laughs> okay um have we decided on a um, theme song no <laughs> no theme song <laughs> have, have we decided on an order in which we are going to do this why don't we do Bullwinkle, Badger, then myself? All right, we'll go in. Uh, yeah, that works. That works. Um, all right. Uh, okay, I'm just making sure I got my questions all in order here. All right. Uh, we're going to start round one. Oh, and another thing, you get 10 seconds to answer, I believe, was what we decided on. So okay. I'll be keeping track of that. Okay. Um, uh, Bullwinkle for question one. Which band released their final album in May of 1970, a month after they officially broke up? Beatles. That is correct. 
the Beatles. Such an easy one. Oh, softball the, questions. I like dude, it. It's the, the first one is a softball question. Uh, all right. So that's 10 points to Gryffindor. All right. He's in Slytherin. I mean, so am I. Boo. Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. <laughs> all right. Get out of here with your, your, your Hufflepuff. We've never once produced a dark wizard. Okay. That's not true. No, it's true. Look it up. <laughs> all right. Only house. <laughs> All right, sidebar this. Yeah, this is this is sidebar. Says the uh, Ravenclaw. All right. Uh, all right. Um, Badger, question one for you. Guitarist Jimmy Page transformed the Yardbirds into one of the most popular rock groups of all time. What was that group? Greta Van... The Led Zeppelin. <laughs> that is... Uh, correct. I should subtract points for your uh, your cheek, but I'm not your going insolence. to. Your insolence. <laughs> um, that is correct. Like I said, softball question, guys. Weed smoking the hippie. <laughs> they were definitely weed smoking hippies. All right, Darsh, on to your question one. Jeff Lynn and Roy Wood were behind this British rock band who are known to use a wide variety of instruments. What is the band? Jeff Lynn and Roy Wood. Uh, no Google. I, I'm not Googling. I only have 10 seconds. Uh, ELO, Electric Light or- Orchestra. That is correct. correct. All right. Well done, guys. You each got your first question right. Um, all right. Bullwinkle, your next question. What American singer-songwriter released hits such as Fire and Rain and Carolina in My Mind? Uh, James Taylor. That is correct. Mm. All right. On to Badger. What? This English singer-songwriter converted to Islam in 1977 and changed his name to Yusuf Islam. What is his birth name? Ahmad is Cat Stevens. Cat Stevens is correct. Is that his birth name or is that just his original stage name? Um, I don't know if it's his birth name, but that's the that's that? the wording I used. So deal with it. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm not take letting the points and run. Yeah, I'm not letting <laughs> you pull me down a rabbit hole of questions here. <laughs> All right. Uh, Darsh, on to your second question. Who sang these lyrics? Said, 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 I remember when, when we used to sit. In the government yard in Trenchtown, Oba observing the hypocrites as they would mingle with the good people we meet. Who is Bob Marley? That is wrong. Correct. Uh, I was going to say, (laughs) what? What? (laughs) That is correct. Um, Like I said, softball round. So at the end of round one, everybody is good. They all have full Full points. points. I'm the best. Yep. Everybody wins. All right, round two. We will be upping the points to 20 points per person. And we are going to start with Bullwinkle. 1975, David Bowie and John Lennon wrote what famous tune? Uh, I feel like I should know this. Is, is it fame? That's correct. It is fame. (laughs) Good job. I kind of like gave a little bit of an elbow on how I worded that. 
Yeah. What famous tune? <laughs> All right. <laughs> on, to, on, to Bad, on to Badger. Which Beatle had the first post-Beatle breakup hit single? Number one single. Sorry. Number one? That's a big clarification. Uh, George Harrison? George Harrison is correct. That was a big like uh, qualifier at the end there, man. Yeah, the number one. Yeah, because Ringo was actually the first one to get a top ten. So George his Harrison mom put the... it up on the fridge. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what was the song? Or was I, it the album? Uh, hold on. I'll, I'll actually look that up guessed. real quick. I don't know. Because if, just... if it was an album, then it was uh, All Things Must Pass. But It's um, a good album. Pretty good album, yeah. It's a good album. He covered Bob Dylan on that album. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorites, too. Uh, well, because uh, because my of su- you? Or? My Sweet Lord. Oh, my Sweet Lord. Hare yes. Krishna. Which is a fantastic song, yes. Um, all right, uh, Darsh, on to you. Okay, I'm ready. What year did Dolly Parton release the mega hit Jolene? 1971. Bullwinkle? 77. Badger? 75, guys. You are all wrong. It's 1973. Uh, Bullwinkle, (laughs) your first or your second question of round two. Who recorded the album Ladies of the Canyon? Yes. All right. Uh, Badger. What's the question? Who recorded the album Ladies of the Canyon? The Doors. Darsh, who recorded the album Ladies of the Canyon? Uh, so I believe it's it's a girl, right? I can't tell you. Oh, fuck. Fucking it's not the doors. Three. Johnny Mitchell. Yep. Johnny Mitchell is correct. Oh, yes. Too Darsh p- pulls back into the tie. Oh, nice. With me? <laughs> uh, you're all tied right now. Oh, cool. Uh, so it's, it is now 40 points apiece. All right. Uh, Badger. Which Led Zeppelin album spent the longest time at number one in the UK charts? Four. Darsh, which Led Zeppelin album spent the longest time at number one in the UK charts? Houses of the Holy. Bullwinkle, which Led Zeppelin album spent the longest time at number one in the UK charts? Uh, Physical Graffiti. You are all wrong, and it's a little bit shocking. Even me? But it is Zeppelin 3. Was Was four an album by them? Four was an album by yeah, them, yes. Good, it, good, good. It's one, two, three, four. And then Lock it jumps into the names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Darsh, okay, your final ready. question ready, ready. Of, of round two. Which year was Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody originally released? 1975. That is correct. Boom. Wowzer. I can't believe you got that. I, I thought it was uh, 76, but... I would have gotten that question wrong. No, I love the album that it's on. All right. Well, good job. I'm glad uh, 
you know, at the end of round two, Bullwinkle and Badger are tied for second with 40 apiece. Darsh is in the lead with 60. Oh, fuck. Didn't Didn't I win the last one, too? No, I I did. did. Uh, I think no. I, I think Badger is misremembering things. <laughs> um, Badger all right, away. okay, all right. On to round three. Each each question is worth thirty points. Bullwinkle, which album is often credited as Rock's first triple album? Time's up. I need an answer. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. I have no idea. Badger, which album is often credited as as Rock's first triple album? The Wall. Darsh, which album is often credited as Rock's first triple album? I mean, the only one that I can think of that is one we've already talked about, and that's All Things Must Pass. That is correct. What? Yes. All Things Must Pass is often credited as Rock's first triple album. All right. Badger. That was in my 19... second guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And, and in all fairness, disc, disc three is pretty bad. At it is pretty point, bad. It's, it's just like <laughs> songs about pepperoni. And like... <laughs> that is accurate. Um, okay. Badger, your question. In 1971, Joan Baez scored her only top 10 hit on the Billboard Top Hot 100. With this tune written by Robbie Robertson, what is the name of the song? Something's Diner. Um, um, uh, uh, I need an answer. Uh, uh, Pig Widgeon's Diner. Darsh. Joan Bias's only top 10 hit written by Robbie Robertson. What is the song? Blowing in the wind? No, it's it's not that. That's my guess, though. All right. Bullwinkle, Joan Baez, top 10, written by Robbie Robertson. I don't know. The song is The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down. Robbie oh. Robertson of the band. <sighs> oh, yeah, I, I thought, thought, uh, <laughs> thought Bullwinkle was supposed to get that. Nope. Uh, nope. All right. Take a load off, Fanny. Right band, uh, wrong song. Is Darsh still alive? Sorry. Um, I think so. She Let's, changed her can... name to Avril Lavigne. I can, <laughs> I can Google that for you. Okay. Since nobody else is allowed to, uh, it looks like she is still alive. Yes. Oh, we're supposed to turn oh. our computers off. Hold on one and second. She... <laughs> <laughs> she is seventy-eight years old. Young, cool. seventy-eight years young. Live All right. And prosper. Darsh, <laughs> in 1979, which duo had the Billboard Top 40 number one hit? No Sonny more tears. Enough is enough. Sonny and Cher. No. Bullwinkle, which I'm duo? So, I was so sure. Number one, no more tears. Enough is enough. It's Barbara Streisand and Donna Summer. Bullwinkle is 100% correct. Man, of all the I was gonna say Elmer Fudd and Both Bunny. Oh god. Okay. (laughs) Oh god damn it. No, he's a bullwinkle, you again. All right. Which design group created the album cover for Dark Side of the Moon? Uh 
the no. All right. Badger, which design group? Album I want to say, what the fuck kind of question is this, man? Dark side of who's the moon. Gonna, who's going to fucking know this question? I, I really. knew it. Um, I knew it. Uh, uh, Andy Warhol. Darsh. So I feel like I should know this because I have it tattooed on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> but I have no idea. I know that they were just shown like a bunch of different uh, art and then they just randomly picked this one. Yep. Um, art. But I don't know who the artist is. The the artist, the uh, group is known as Hypnosis. H-I-P-G-N-O-S-I-S. And yes, I, I did know answer. that. I stick with my answer. All right. <laughs> so that was, uh, okay, Badger. Who is the female vocalist known for the amazing runs on the song Great Gig in the Sky? Roger Waters. <laughs> Darsh, who is the female vocalist? Known for great gig in the sky. So I actually remember Bullwinkle telling me some story about how she like tried to sue them. So I feel like if I don't get it, then he's going to get it. All right. You have to answer right now. Do I have to give her first and last name? Yes. Uh, Her first name is Claire. What's her last name? Is it Thomas? Bullwinkle. What is the female Damn. vocalist? Claire Tory. Claire Tory. Bullwinkle. So well done. I'm so sad. I think I'm winning. <laughs> uh, you are not I'm winning. I'm going for a, do, a repeat. A hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Darsh. This All 19... Right. This one is, is a little weird, so listen to the, the wording. All right. Okay. This 1967 release by Smokey Robinson and the Miracles did not hit at first, but resurfaced in 1970 and became a number one hit. What tune is it? I have no idea. Bullwinkle, do you know what tune it is? Tears of a Clown. Holy shit. It is Tears of a Clown. The only one I know. The only one you know. Tears of a Clown. (sighs) All right. I mean, at the end of round three. Did Mike check we, your answers for you? I mean, Bullwinkle. No. He gave me all the questions. I, I gave him all of them at a time. That's why he got a few wrong. Just to throw you off the trail. Exactly. He's smart all right, like at that, the, man. At, at the end. Like a fox. <laughs> I'm a fox. Oh. At the end know. of round three. He's like a moose. In third place with 40 points moose. is Badger. What? In, in second place. With 90 points is Darsh. And in first place, with 130 points, is Bullwinkle. Killing it. Killing it. (laughs) All right. Everybody open up your direct messages to me. Okay. Uh, For this last question, I will give you 15 seconds. uh, 20 seconds. I'll give you 20 seconds. 20 seconds. (laughs) Got to hit the library. Yeah, <laughs> to to type me out and send me a Wait. message on on Discord. Your final Jeopardy question. Wait, what? And you can you can wager uh, all of your points. You know whatever you want to wager. Um, but we here tell we go. You that For, now, uh, you type it in your message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like what you type me. 
badger maybe makes me laugh all right ready here we go what band and which song was number one song in america according to billboard in 1976 band and song go going to go in the exact same order so bullwinkle i'll read yours then badger and then darsh i got this all right bullwinkle's answer for 40 points is oh what a night by frankie valley and the four seasons that is incorrect shit that was my second down to 90 points (laughs) all right badger (laughs) for six million points (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the song Coco Cabana <laughs> by Pink Floyd Manilow. That is incorrect. And what? that puts you at oh, ne- negative, negative 5,999,966 points. I can catch up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and my buddy Darsh over here. Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. He wagers 39 points. That is incorrect. Ah. <laughs> that puts you at, if I can maths correctly, 61 points. The correct answer is the song Silly Love Songs by the band Wings. What? Oh, yeah. Silly Love Song by the band Wings. All right. Double check your answer, man. I'm sure that I do. Yeah, Pink Floyd Manilow is I definitely the right name. Band. God, Bar- well, you're <laughs> either me. way. It's it wasn't Barry Manilow. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, it wasn't. It was Wings, man. It's Paul McCartney. It's my heart. <laughs> he, I, that's I'm, at 50, I'm at fifty-one points. Fifty-one points. That's that's how I'm math at fifty-two. Works. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and the final scores. Drum roll, please. With, with negative five million nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-six, your winner, is Badger, yes. <laughs> in second place with fifty-one points, Darsh, Dang. and our winner for the night with ninety points, Bullwinkle, ladies and gentlemen, do, 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 do. your winner. Do, 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 do. All right. Congratulations, Bullwinkle. So that means in our quizzo, you win. Darsh, Darsh has one, one sound clip taken out of my soundboard of your <gasps> choice. Oh, which one? Which one will it be? You gotta Bullwinkle? think about it. I don't know. That damn cricket in the background. <laughs> damn <laughs> background cricket. God damn, he's my Poor buddy. Jiminy. I know. We're, we're gonna have to catch him and release him to the wild. But uh... <laughs> gotta go outside in the rain. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> I know you're afraid. 
<laughs> You're not going to make cool. us feel sorry for a cricket, man. It's just not going to happen. But he's so cute. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to our Quizzo episode. Quizzo. We'll be back again next week. <laughs> poor poor badger negative five million points yeah thanks for listening and uh come on back sometime stay safe bye-bye 12 bar news podcast was recorded at 12 years dungeon studios in trenton new jersey the sound engineer jeff damon webmaster daniel marshall resident iowan mike stanley and your host slash delinquent patrick stofflet thanks for tuning in 12 years dungeon! <laughs>